You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 100. Well, hey there, Amy here. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me for, can you believe it, episode number 100. (laughs) So with New Year's right around the corner, and of course, resolutions along with it, I wanted to talk about willpower today. But before I get into it, I'm also really excited to announce that I'm hosting a free masterclass on making healthy habits stick for lasting weight loss and more. This is going to be a live three-part training on Zoom. Day one is Sunday, January 2nd at 1 p.m. Day two is Tuesday, January 4th at 5 p.m. And day three is Thursday, January 6th, again at 5 p.m. These are all Pacific time. And you're going to want to budget at least an hour. I'm going to try to keep it in that hour, but we might run over depending on how much workshopping we do, as in bringing people alive and getting some coaching. All right. So to sign up for the training, you want to go to moxie-club.com slash new year, all one word. So N-E-W-Y-E-A-R. Okay. So when we talk about willpower, I actually want to recommend another book by Kelly McGonigal. I talked about her other book, The Upside of Stress, back in August. That was episode, I believe it's 81. And I'm currently reading The Willpower Instinct, How Self-Control Works, Why It Matters, and What You Can Do to Get More of It. So I've only finished reading the first chapter, and there are so many nuggets that I want to share with you that I decided, why wait until I finish reading the book, all right? So first things first, let's start with a working definition. So Kelly McGonigal defines willpower as the ability to do what matters most, even when it's difficult or when some part of you doesn't want to. So when we talk about weight loss, I want to point out there is a difference between relying on willpower and strengthening your willpower. Dieting, from my perspective, is really about relying on it And habits are about strengthening. So when you look at willpower, this is really about the ability to align your attention and your energy with the part of your brain that is thinking about long-term goals, that's thinking about big values rather than your short-term needs or desires. So you've heard me talk about this before, Human behavior always has a payoff. So we have conflicting payoffs in the sense that there are immediate ones, which is often about staying in our comfort zone versus our long-term goals, which require delayed gratification. So obviously, willpower is about that delayed gratification and our long-term goals. 
And Professor McGonagall actually calls it a competition between two conflicting selves. For example, when I look at my own life, there's a healthy competition between the planner and me and the procrastinator. I always need a deadline. Okay, so for some of you listening, it may be that planner versus procrastinator. It might also be the night owl who thinks she should be a morning person or that it would be better to be a morning person or the couch potato who wants to be a gym rep, or maybe it's an emotional eater wanting to become a health nut. So when you look at these identities, these conflicting selves, if you choose a resolution that doesn't reflect what matters most to you, then it makes it almost guaranteed to fail. So even if what you're choosing could be very valuable and helpful, like becoming a gym rat. If you start from the point of view of thinking about it as something you really don't want to do, guess what? It's very hard to tap into willpower because there's nothing, there's no important why or want driving it. Not only that, when people are choosing what their New Year's resolution or resolutions are going to be, most people are starting with the question, what should I do? And it may not even be a conscious thing that you're doing. But if you're starting from this place of that inner critic, where you're telling yourself, this is the part I really don't like about myself. So this is the year where I'm going to make that change. So it could be something like, I really don't like exercise, but I should do it. And when we use the word should, there's a judgment. There's a good and the bad. So that critic is saying, when you don't exercise and you should, you've basically done something wrong. You are actually berating yourself when you're doing that. And as a result, we can wind up feeling guilty. These thoughts and feelings don't serve us. And they don't help to strengthen our willpower either. Okay, we are coming from that place of not good enough, from that state of scarcity. And this is why diets, which are relying on willpower, fail so many times. Because you're coming from this place of, I'm not good enough already. Okay, versus habits, when you think about the life you're trying to create, and the habits that that future version, that best self would have, then we're talking about your why. And that so that habits are about, again, strengthening your willpower. So basically, I am saying that more often than not, the underlying premise of the resolution, the change you're trying to make, is based on the belief that you're not already good enough. So for this year, for your New Year's resolution, instead of saying, what should I do? I'm here to ask, what do you want for yourself 
and your life in the next year? What is it that you want to offer the world? And what do you want to be? What do you want more of in your life? So when you start from this place, we're talking about your why. And we're talking about your values. So things like family, friends, health, connection, love, kindness, gratitude, integrity, achievement, impact. These are all about the kind of person you want to be. All right? Then I want you to ask yourself, how do I get there? So what conditions can you create that you have control over? So we're talking about behaviors here and not outcomes, right? So conditions that you can create that would make the outcome you seek a natural consequence, a byproduct of the actions you're taking. So your weight is not something you have direct control over. Okay, just like your health really isn't. Those are outcomes. Now, when you start from this point of view, aligning what matters most to you with your daily decisions and choices, then your New Year's resolutions can be incredibly effective. So over and over again, you've heard my mantra. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know I end every episode with my mantra. So if this is your first time, okay, I'm going to tell you now, the mantra is making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. So the first set of questions about what should I do is coming from a state of scarcity. So that's often coming from this place of all or nothing, black or white good or bad, not good enough, okay? The latter questions, when you talk about things like, what do you want for yourself and your life in the next year? These are questions that come from a state of abundance. So when we talk about willpower, okay, we have to ask, well, why do we have willpower to begin with? So if you were to go back to when human beings first came to be, for survival, we needed to be able to find food, to reproduce, to not get eaten, right? And then also things like not getting in fights and cooperating with other people in our tribe, in our group. So when we talk about willpower now, this is really about being a good neighbor, a good parent, and a good mate. So if you didn't have willpower, for example, (laughs) and you decided to, you know, fool around with your fellow tribes person, it could get you in trouble with the parent of your child, right? So when we talk about weight loss now, our modern day challenges might include things like emotional eating, cravings, and binging. And all of these really, I don't want to understate the impact that food science and food engineering has had on this. 
where you know a potato chip has been designed to actually induce a craving. Okay, I don't want to underestimate that part of it because I think that does actually feed into this. But there's also some skills involved here that can help to mitigate. Okay, so modern day challenges when we look at weight loss, I think. I also really want to make sure that you're thinking in terms of healthier lifestyle. So this, then we're talking more about creating new habits, like 30 minutes of mindful movement every day. And you notice here, I'm not using the word exercise, okay? Because I've found that exercise, people have operational definitions about exercise that actually don't serve them. So for example, If your definition of exercise is an hour-long HIIT class, so high-intensity interval training, and you believe that it doesn't count unless you do something like that, I want to challenge that notion. Because ultimately, when we're talking about being healthier, we're really talking more about functional movement. What allows you to do the things that you want to do in your life? Okay, so when I talk about a healthy lifestyle, I'm also talking about things like eating more nutritious foods, right? Or looking at your schedule and making sure that you go to bed early enough so that you can get a full eight hours of sleep. Or it could be things like making a plan to cook dinner versus going out to eat because you have more control over the ingredients that go into the food, okay? And as someone who eats out or orders in often, I can tell you that you don't have to cook dinner, but it certainly can help, okay? And of course, these days, there's lots of options around signing up for services that provide the ingredients so that you can cook healthy stuff on your own. So Professor McGonagall actually talks about willpower or self-control or self-regulation as coming in three forms. So there's I won't power, which is all about resisting temptation. So this is the part that helps with impulse control and cravings. So the urge to text while driving as an example. Okay, there's I will power, which allows you to overcome the tasks that are boring or difficult or stressful, basically not to procrastinate. And then there's I want power, which is remembering what you really want. So when we talk about motivation or lack of motivation, this is where willpower really comes into play. So here, again, we are really talking about, in the modern day, our ability to control our impulses. And when you look at impulses, it comes down to controlling our attention, our emotions, and our actions. So impulses are really those urges or that instinct Okay, so this is all about short term, this is about survival, this is about immediate gratification, and this is really ruled by like our lizard brain and mouse brain versus our human brain, 
which when you look at brain development, right, over time, we're talking about evolution here, okay, human beings still have that lizard brain and that mouse brain, okay, or mammalian brain. And then as we evolved, we didn't actually replace those, we just layered on top. So when you look at the human brain, and we're talking about the planning and decision-making, right, long-term impulse control, also known as willpower, all that stuff that really is about planning for your future, we're actually looking at part of that top layer. It's the prefrontal cortex. And in human beings, this part of the brain is larger than it is in any other creature, any other animals on earth. And this part of the brain helps control our attention, our emotions, and our action. And as a matter of fact, another name that you've heard before, Robert Sapolsky, he's the author of Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. So this was all about stress. He posits that the prefrontal cortex biases the brain toward doing the harder things. Now, I keep talking about the brain, but actually when we think about willpower, we're really talking about the mind, right? We're referring to our thoughts, feelings, memories, and beliefs, which are ultimately the source of our behaviors. So Dr. Carolyn Leaf, who is a cognitive neuroscientist and communication pathologist describes the mind as energy. And the mind generates energy through thinking, feeling, and choosing. So we have access to our minds, but we don't really think in terms of accessing our brains. And yet really the two go hand in hand. The brain affects the mind and the mind affects the brain. So if you are having a thought or experiencing an emotion, if you were to look at your brain, something is also happening. And specifically, you've got electrical signals moving along a whole bunch of neurons. And then those neurons are handing off droplets of neurochemicals. Now, why is this important? Well, this is where I need to introduce the concept of neuroplasticity. This is about how the brain affects the mind and then the mind affects the brain. And the beautiful thing is that we can consciously affect the structures in our brain by managing our mind. So when it comes to willpower, this is biology now, being drunk or sleep deprived or distracted inhibits the prefrontal cortex. So the being drunk part, I think, is pretty obvious to all of us. But if you think about things like being distracted, what kind of choices do you make if you're checking Facebook while you're standing at the counter at Starbucks? Or better yet, when you're watching TV and you're eating. What are the chances that there's a lot of mindless eating happening and you wind up 
eating more. Okay, this is your impulses that are taking over. Or, what do you wind up wanting to eat when you didn't get a good night's sleep after a long day of work? So, what we really want to do is we want to take advantage of willpower versus fighting it. So. When we talk about willpower or self-control, this really requires self-awareness. And when I say that, I am talking about awareness of both the immediate and longer-term consequences. So think about that ripple effect, okay? And awareness of when you've shifted from manual to autopilot, and being able to catch this so that you can shift back to manual. And you got to remember here, our brain has energy conservation as one of its priorities. That's why we have habits. So, Professor McGonagall talks about a study on food-related decisions, where when they were when people were asked how many food decisions they made on a daily basis, they guessed fourteen, and then when they actually went back to track. They discovered that it was closer to 227 on average. Okay, so again, we are more likely to give into temptation when we're distracted. So when the mind is preoccupied, it defaults to our impulses, not our long-term goals. So what we want to do here is notice the decisions that we make that affect. Our long-term goals. Do they support or do they undermine? And how do we get better at noticing it? Well, now let's talk about willpower training. So the specific skills that we want to improve or develop are attention, focus, stress management, impulse control, and self-awareness. And guess what? Meditation helps with all of these. As a matter of fact, there are numerous studies that show that regular meditators have more gray matter in the prefrontal cortex and other regions in our brain that support self-awareness. And when they conducted studies to determine what the smallest dose required was. In one study, they found that in just three hours of meditation, you could improve your attention, and in just eleven hours, you could actually see changes in the brain, like you could see new connections. And then in another study, they could see changes in the brain after just eight weeks of daily meditation. So, meditation actually increases blood flow to your prefrontal cortex. Just like, right? We see adaptations in our muscles when we exercise. Our brain responds to meditation. So, if you would like to start a meditation practice, if you're new to this, and you're a perfectionist by nature, I want to remind you that there is no such thing as being bad at meditation. Okay, so again, we really are talking here about a practice 
We are not seeking perfection. Alrighty. Now, if you are game and if you want to strengthen your willpower, here's what I want you to do. After you finish listening to this podcast, here's your homework, okay? I want you to, when you're looking at your New Year's resolutions, I want you to ask those questions about what do you want for yourself and your life in the next year? What is it that you want to offer the world? Who do you want to be? And what do you want more of in your life? And from that, then ask yourself, what is my willpower challenge? And then I want you to practice a five-minute meditation. You can go on Calm or Headspace, any of those apps, okay? And notice when those impulses come up. And again, this is going to take some time. So practice some patience, right? And it's going to require both repetition and frequency. Okay, so before I wrap things up, one more reminder to sign up for my upcoming masterclass. Again, it's free and it's going to be all about making healthy habits stick. The dates are Sunday, January 2nd at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, January 4th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And Thursday, January 6th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. So that's day one, two, and three. All right. You can sign up at moxie-club.com slash new year. And I'm going to wrap things up today with a quote by Dr. Kelly McGonigal. Willpower is all about being able to hold opposites. So I can feel the emotion, I can feel the craving, and at the very same time, I just make my awareness big enough to hold my commitment to make a different choice. Your ability to hold those opposites is what gives people willpower over time. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen club.com and sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. Mm -hmm.